TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Come on, side, side, side. Hey y'all, it's Ed Lovers, time for another Come on, Sat in the podcast Come on, Sat and fuck out of here with that bullshit Where I'm gonna cover everything that's real Everything That's real If it's real to me and I feel like it's real to y'all And I feel like it's something that we can discuss together Well I'm gonna talk about it And this podcast is always being brought to you By my main advertiser Cigarsinternational.com Big shout out to cigarsinternational.com just sent me some leaves by Oscar, the new CAO. Uh, a lot of great smokes, man. Four boxes of smokes. I appreciate you, Cigar International, and congratulations on your new acquisition. I won't go into detail right now because I know you guys are going to announce it yourselves. But if you're a cigar aficionado, you're a casual cigar smoker, Father's Day just passed. I hope you went to cigarsinternational.com and got something nice for your father. For Father's Day or your uncle or your husband or your grandfather, use Ed10OFF. That's my promo code, Ed10OFF. When you're checking out, we got Cigar Week coming up in Atlanta, Georgia. We're going to be a big part of that. Doing a lot of things in the Chicago area for cigar smokers, serious cigar smokers and not so serious cigar smokers too. Um, African-Americans are the biggest demographic of new cigar smokers in this country. And I am happy to be a brand ambassador for CigarsInternational.com. So make sure that you go to CigarsInternational.com for all of your cigar needs. Okay? Every single one of them. And here in Chicago, big shout out to my crew here, the Smoke Fellas in New Jersey, the Fume uh, Brothers, you know, Brothers of the Leaf. In New Jersey and the Smoke Fellas here in Chicago, um, both of which groups I am a member of and happy to be a member of. Um, when you're doing a podcast and you do it every week, like I do it, it's sometimes a little difficult to come up with subjects. You know, it's, if you don't have a guest, like sometimes I have guests, sometimes I don't have guests. I mean, it's hard to gauge when somebody's going to be available to sit down with you and do a podcast. And it's, sometimes it's hard to gauge when somebody's interesting enough to actually be a part of your podcast. Everybody's not very vocal. Everybody's not very talkative the way I am. Sometimes, you know, I've done podcasts that I've trashed and didn't even let you guys hear it because the person who I thought was so interesting 
once I started talking to them, they weren't interesting really at all. And then sometimes it's not even that. Sometimes it's the fact that they don't want to be open and honest during the podcast. And that's one thing that I um, pride myself on with these podcasts is that I'm always open and completely honest, even through some of my mistakes, some of my faults. I'm always open and honest. Yesterday um, was Father's Day around the country. And to be quite honest with y'all, um, I was a little disappointed in Father's Day. And I'm going to tell you why. And then I'm going to get into what today's podcast is about. And um, I'm going to tell you why I chose this podcast title and what it has to do with what I'm about to say to you right now. I was a little disappointed because my my daughter called me, Summer. My daughter, Jasmine, called me. My son, I spoke to. But my two eldest children didn't reach out. Well, my second eldest reached out after I reached out to her. And I asked her, did we have some kind of beef? She's in her 30s now. Um, I asked her, did we have some kind of beef that I didn't know about? And she said, no. Why? I said, because you haven't reached out to me to say happy Father's Day to your father. And she goes, oh, I just looked into my phone. My message didn't go through. But then when I spoke to my wife, who did a little investigating on Facebook, 10 hours before that, she had did a Facebook post to say happy Father's Day to her mother's husband and her uncle. Now, when she lived in New Jersey, her uncle was very, very instrumental in her life. Can't take that away from her. And so is her mother's boyfriend. Her mother, well, not a boyfriend, her husband. Her mother's husband, but so have I been. And, and financially supportive, 100%. Emotionally supportive, 100%. Physically supportive, 100%. And I didn't get a call. I didn't get nothing until I said something. Um, so I told her that we have to have a real talk. Because somewhere in between that, and it's always been this way with this child, there's some disconnect between us, and I don't really know what it is. So I think instead of me just getting angry and being pissed off, I need to hear what she has to say. My oldest daughter, my firstborn child, the one I call one me, Tiffany, didn't call me, didn't text me, didn't do a post for me, nothing. And this child I've taken care of since the day she was born. My second-born child, I kind of came into her life Later on, because of some of the decisions that her mother made, she wanted to marry another guy. She didn't want me to be, she did marry another guy. She didn't want me to be a part of it. She asked me to back off. I backed off. Then when she asked me to step back in years later, I still stepped back. I stepped back in and did what I was supposed to do. Always financially took care of her. But once you get grown and you have children, it's time to financially take care of yourself. So I was really, really hurt by the fact that like, I have to tell you that you didn't say anything to me for Father's Day. But I guess when I'm not handing out money, then everybody's mad at me, right? But we could do an, a whole nother subject on the pitfalls of even having a little bit of money. Money just changes people and it's evil. And I just, I don't know, I always felt like those two daughters of mine have this attitude of entitlement and I don't I don't know what the disconnect is but I'll get to the bottom of that 
And I just got to trust that things will work out correctly. And that leads to what I wanted to say about this podcast called Trust the Process. In life, some things you got to leave to God and some things you have to really just trust the process. A lot of times, you, you, you've heard that term, I'm, I'm quite sure. That's one of the terms that the Philadelphia 76ers used this whole NBA season when they were rebuilding the team. They were telling people, trust the process. No, we're not winning the championship this year. We may not win a championship next year, but please trust that we are working towards winning the championship. That's what I mean when I say trust the process in your life. God is your process. And you have to trust the process. You have to go through things in order to get to where you want to be. You have to, you have to go through some, whether it's professionally or personally. You have to trust the process. There's work that has to be done. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen on your time. It's going to happen on God's time. And the reason why I also was influenced to do this podcast on trust the process is because the Carters, Jay-Z and Beyonce dropped an album called everything is love. And everybody started talking about it. And when you look at Jay-Z and Beyonce, sometimes you say, wow, you know, according to Forbes, Jay is worth 900 million. Beyonce is worth probably a little more than that, or maybe a little less than that, or maybe it's even Stevens. I don't know. But, you look at these two superstars of music and you act like they just got here. And I often talk to people on social media that ask me about the music business or they'll DM me and say, hey, Ed, can you check out my music? Um, I've been grinding for two years and nothing happening. I don't know why this is taking so long. And I'm looking at them like you've been grinding for two years. Two years, and you complaining. You complaining. Let's take a look at Beyonce's, where she's been and where she is right now. And this is what I mean by trust in the process. 1990, Beyonce met Latavia from the original Destiny's Child while auditioning for a girls group. The girls group was originally named Girls Time. Okay, girls time. Kelly Rowland joined them in 1992. All right, there was another, it was six members. It was Tamar Davis and sisters Nikki and Nina Taylor. This is 1992. Right now, we're talking about 2018, halfway through 2018, almost 2019. She rocked out with them young ladies. Okay, they released their self-titled album in 98. Girls Time was 92. Do you hear me? 98, February 17th, 1998. That's six years of doing Star Search, doing all of this stuff. I remember in 1998, they were on Columbia. Columbia asked me to host a showcase for their new artists that they were having in the courtyard of Columbia Records in Manhattan, and Destiny's Child was one of those acts, and it was right after Wyclef had put his hands on them and did some stuff with them. 98. The group started in 90. She met Latavia in 90. 
1990. They didn't get signed and released up. They didn't release their first album to 1998, ladies and gentlemen. Do the math. They did Star Search. They didn't win. They were called Girls Time. They did every freaking talent show around Houston. There were six of them. They had to dwindle it down to four. Do you remember when, when Latavia and Latoya Luckett were both in the group? Then they weren't there anymore. And then it was Kelly and Beyonce, and they picked up Michelle. This has been going on for quite some time. So when you see the results of Beyonce's hard work and her diligence and her patience, that's why she is where she is right now. We're talking from 92, from 1992 to 2018. That's putting in work. That's trusting in yourself and believing in yourself and trusting the process. It's been a long time. She's been married to Jay-Z for 10 years. And we were talking about her way before that. Way before that. We've been talking about Destiny's Child really since hard since 1998. Really, but she's been at it since 90. That's a long ass time. I give you a classic example. Beyonce started with that group meeting at auditions and stuff in 1990. Yom TV Rats for me and Dre debuted in 1989. So that's how long this young lady has been at it. Not at the top of the charts all the time. Not in the very beginning of her career. Not at all. Not at all. So you putting six years between, well, really eight. If they really started in 90, you're putting almost 10 years before between the time they started and by the time they, by the time, uh, their debut album was released. Almost 10 years. Exactly eight years in a couple of months. That's a long time. And then you've only been doing it for two years, two and a half years, even five years, and you complaining? Jennifer Hudson used to sing on cruise ships. She ended up going on to win an Oscar. Beautiful voice. Didn't even win that, right? She didn't win the American Idol last year, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think she won. But she trusted in the process. Beyonce trusts in the process of learning, working, reaching, training constantly. It's not going to happen overnight. You act like that you haven't been talking about this young lady since 1998. Like you haven't really been talking about somebody for a long time. There are no overnight sensations in life. You have to trust the process. If you go back and you look at the beginning of Apple, look at when people did not believe in it. Look at how long it took to get to the point that they are at right now. That's believing in yourself and your product and trust in the process. Sometimes you tend to give up too soon. Sometimes you'd be like, oh, this is not happening. Oh, man, I've been doing this for a long time, and, and this is not happening, and I want to do this, and I want to do that, and I want to do the third, and it, and it just doesn't, it doesn't happen for you, and you don't understand why. I started with Oasis 2, the top 40 band I was in, in 1977. I didn't get a major break to television via UM TV Raps till 1989. So 77 to 87 is 10. Two more is, tw- is 12. So it took me 12 years to get my major break on television 
that I want to. And I had to put the whole band thing and every all of that to the side. All of that. Big shout out to my man Mark Skeet out there living in Atlanta. Very successful entrepreneur that was able to, when the music game didn't work out for us, he switched and, and he went on to something else. He trusts the process. Mark is a very smart guy. One of my greatest friends in life who invited me to be a part of the group that they already had going on when he was a kid. The dude trusts the process. Let's take a look at Jay-Z. Jay-Z, right, was running around with Jazzo, and he began his musical career in the mid-1990s, around 94, 93, 94. I remember when Jazzo had out Hawaiian Sophie, I remember Jay going out with Big Daddy Kane when Big Daddy Kane was on the top of his game. He used to let Jay-Z rhyme, for, rhyme on stage when he went to change his clothes. So it's not even really the 90s. We got to be talking about 86, 87, 88. But I think I met Jay when Jazzo had out Hawaiian Sophie. All right? His first album, Reasonable Doubt, didn't drop till 1996. I remember he was with, um, God... Can I Get Open was the name of the song. I can't remember the group. Ski was the producer on it. And Jay was on there rhyming. And he changed, Jigga the J, Jigga the A, Jigga the Z. And he changed his whole style. He slowed everything down. He talked about some of his experiences and a lot of what he saw and his perspective on the ghetto and drug dealing and all of that. No, Jay wasn't no major drug dealer, but he was surrounded by a lot of guys that did a lot of things and he saw it, and he was a part of it, but he saw it. He wasn't like Pablo Escobar or nothing, but he saw it, and he's a great, great writer and orator and a person that could convey messages in the most artistic way of things that he's been through and things that he saw, and he, it took off. Now, look what we're talking about right now. Your first album was a critically acclaimed, Reasonable Doubt. That was 1996 that people lamed out on. It was a dope album. He married Beyonce in 2008. They have been married for now 10 years with three children. Jay-Z is now 48 years old. Look how long we've been talking about Jay-Z. Nominated for eight Grammys last Grammys and didn't even win one for 444, which I don't even understand at all. Okay, this is how long this dude has been doing this through Rockefeller clothing, through Armandale vodka, through changing pop culture by telling us and change clothes. The, you know, and I don't wear jerseys. I'm 30 plus put on a fresh pair of jeans, nigga button up. This is how long this man has been doing this in Rock Nation, Rock Nation Sports, you know, president of Def Jam at one time. I'm quite sure there's some stuff that I'm leaving out. Now he's a producer. I did a Khalif Browler story with, with Harvey Weinstein and the Weinstein company before all this shit happened with, with Harvey Weinstein. Look how long this guy has been doing this. And you wonder why he is able to get to the top of his profession. You wonder why Beyonce is able to get to the top of her profession. You wonder how people are able to survive for that long. That's a long time. I have a pair of sneakers that Jay-Z signed for me that said, uh, Eddie Mac, been rocking with you since MTV Jams. 
And I wasn't on MTV Jams. I was on MTV Raps. Like, Jay-Z and, and my man Michael Kaiser, the guys that gave me the name Eddie Mac, they call me Eddie Mac. And some of my friends call me Mac, too. Um, but it's, it, it was a long time, man. It was, it was even through Tupac taking shots at him. It was, think about the songs, Brooklyn's Finest and stuff that he did with Big and Big Don in 97. And it's like, no, the Little Kim joint that he's on, you know, Big Mama thing and, and the Horace, Horace Brown remixes and the, the Rick Ross remixes and all the stuff that this, the Mariah Carey remixes and Money Ain't a Thing with him and, and Jermaine Dupree. Congratulations, Jermaine Dupree, for getting inducted into the... Um, Songwriters Hall of Fame. That's a really big accomplishment. Jermaine, you're a great guy and a class act, and I applaud you and salute you, my friend. Been friends with you for a long time. But Jay has been doing it for a long, long time. Trust the process. If you believe, you have to trust the process. But you also, and I can't stress this enough, you also have to be real with yourself. You, you have to be real with yourself because opportunities come and some of us blow off these opportunities for wanting something that's not meant for you. Sometimes it's okay to be Diane Warren and other times it's okay to be Mariah Carey or Whitney Houston or Beyonce. These are exceptionally talented human beings, not marginally talented, not normally talented, but you don't know that in, in, until you take that chance. And it's and, and sometimes it's better to have tried, right, and to uh, have failed than not to have tried at all. I've had many failures in my life and in my career. I can only say what has happened to me. Sometimes it's out of your control, the reason why you fail, but people don't care. They just feel like you failed, you know? Um, when I got let go from Power 105 before they bought the Breakfast Club in, I remember people online getting at me, yeah, that's why they fired you for this, that, and the third because you was whack. And no, 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 no. I was never whack. My morning show was never less than number three in the city. They got rid of me to go younger. It happens in sports. It happens. They didn't get rid of me because I was whack. That's that's definitely for sure. They went younger, and it cost them less money. Now, I don't know what they were making now. That was a long time ago. But at the time, I was making a million dollars a year. And they weren't, when they first put the Breakfast Club on, collectively, they weren't making a million dollars a year. So they saved money, and they went younger for a younger leaning station. Could I have sued Clear Channel for age discrimination? Sure. But I don't burn bridges like that. It's, it's, it's part of it. Y'all, y'all paid me out. I had a great run with y'all. Thank you. Yeah, I was hurt and disappointed at how I was treated. I don't think I was hurt behind the firing. I think I was hurt behind the way I was treated once I was let go and the way I was escorted immediately out the building and my office was packed up and sent to my home. I wasn't going to wild out. I don't know what they think I was going to do, but I just didn't like that treatment. But I trust in God and I trust the process of my life and things worked out for the better. For me, things worked out fine. But you have to trust in yourself and you have to 
trust that process. I remember Mary J. Blige had a 40th birthday party, and my wife and I went, and it was such a good party. I mean, Oprah Winfrey was there, Jay and Beyonce was there, like, Wyclef, and it's just like a whole lot of people. I can't even remember all of everyone who was at that party. One thing I do remember is it snowed like crazy that night. And she was still married to Kendu Isaacs at the time. And they had a dinner and Alicia Keys and everybody was upstairs. And my wife and I came in a little after the dinner and then everybody came down for the party. My wife is a huge Mary J. Blige fan. Like my wife has a sort of a little bit of a resemblance to Mary J. Blige. It's crazy. Even when they met, Mary was like, wow, you look like you could be my sister. And um, it's just ironic. I I introduced my wife to Jay-Z and Beyonce. We were standing there. And like I said, I've known Jay for a very, very long time. Um, Jay is the reason why I'm such a sneakerhead right now, and I'll tell you that story in a minute. But I introduced Jay and Beyonce to my wife and I was like well B this is my this is my wife she's my fiance at the time I was like this is my fiance Vanessa Vanessa is Beyonce and she gave a hug so you're so beautiful how you doing I said Jay this is my fiance Vanessa Vanessa this is Jay-Z and Jay looked my fiance up and down and looked at me and said damn Eddie Mac you came up and I turned it and shot it right back to him I said I came up look who you got it was just so funny man and we had a good time and they you know, they went down the Soul Train line, and I told everybody, do not take out your your phones and take pictures or nothing. Let them, you know, let's just enjoy it. Don't videotape it. Keep this as a fond memory because sometimes people just want to let loose, and they don't, you know, we don't need this all over everything or social media or whatever it was, Black Planet or whatever. I don't know what it was at that time. I know, it, I think Twitter was around, but. You know, you don't need all that stuff out there like that. You you know, the time, you know, I grew up in, uh, when I grew up, when I moved as an adult, I bought a house in West Orange, like the second house. The first house I bought in West Orange, I was living next door to Chris Lighty, who uh, died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound years ago, who was 50 Cent, Buster Rhymes, Missy Elliott, all of them, G-Unit, you know, management. And he was their manager. He had violated records and violated management. Good friends with D-Nights. Um, that's when I was married to Kim. And when Kim and I got a divorce, I gave Kim the house. And, I, you know, I was in L.A. And then I came back. And then when I, when I started, uh, I moved back into uh, New Jersey. Uh, what Wendy Williams used to call Rapper's Row, which was uh, straight down in uh, Edgewater, that whole Edgewater, Port Imperial area. And then I got with Vanessa, and I bought another house back in, in West Orange. So when I bought the second house back in West Orange, I'm living over there. I'm dwelling over there. Everything is good. And just so happens, Jay-Z mother lives not too far. His sister actually lived about three blocks away from me. So we kind of got cool, and we got uh, really tight. You know, I go over for, for barbecues, or they come over to my place. They was always invited. His mother had the restaurant. Gloria is so cool. His mother's absolutely wonderful and her partner and his sisters and go watch the fights and the games and whatever at each other's house. And I remember she had the block party and Beyonce just happened to come to the block party and she was doing this, you know, like, um, 
you know, like the Cupid Shuffle or, or the Wobble with a bunch of the girls that was out on the block at the block party. We used to always have block parties around there. And everybody filmed that, and it went all over social media, and it went viral, and it was crazy. And that's the reason why when they did the Soul Train line together, um, I wouldn't let anybody. I was on the mic, actually. I wouldn't let anybody videotape it. I was like, let's just enjoy this moment as adults. You know, we don't need to spread this all over whatever TMZ or even the news at that point because it's such big news. Everything that they do is crazy. Like, I've had many private conversations with Jay in the 4040 Club. Look how long we've been talking about that. That's what I'm talking about, trusting in your process when you're a band. I mean, not a band, when you're a brand, trusting in it. You know, he has a 4040 Club. There's one open uh, in Hartsfield Airport in uh atlanta the one in new york is still open i mean he, the one in the barclay center in brooklyn is open he trusts in his business acumen and he trusts in the process and the one in manhattan he has his own private room so if i'm in there and i'm watching the game and he's in there he'll always send somebody to tell me he's there and invite me back to his room and we've had many 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 conversations in that about um Tupac, Big, his albums. He's always asked my opinion. I remember talking to him about the Magna Carta album while Beyonce was playing Pac-Man in the back behind us. And like I said, Jay has given me several pair of Rockefeller Air Force Ones. I gave him a pair of the Young TV Rats Puma when uh, Dre and I had our own Puma out years ago. Gave him a pair of those, but he's the reason why I became a sneakerhead. Because my friend Jesse Itzler, who is married to the woman whose family owns Spanx, she's the CEO, is Jesse's wife. Um, you can follow Jesse, 100 Mile Man, 100 Mile Man on Instagram. Well, Jesse and I are friends because Jesse did um, Go New York Go for the Knicks. And he had them. They was rocking for a while. And one year he asked me to jump on it and rhyme. And I did. And he used to play at all the Knicks games. Go New York. Go New York. Go. People got wind of it. They liked it. And all the NBA teams asked him to do anthems for their different teams. So he did. Um, He put it out on record. People started buying it. I think it was CDs and tapes at that time. But people bought it. He owned the publishing. So he made a lot of money. And he got out of that Big Apple Music business. He sold that. And he started um, one of those jet private jet companies where you could lease a part of a private jet. And since everybody in the business knew him, you know, and all the artists were starting to take private jets and Puff and Jay and Nas and all of them, he did very well. Then he sold his jet company and he started doing other things. You know, he, looked, he hooked up with LeBron a couple of years ago and they did Sheets. It was like an energy strip that you put in your mouth where he did that with LeBron. He's done a lot of a lot of philanthropic things, a lot of great things. Well, anyway, he calls me one day, and uh, the Yankees were in the playoffs, and he goes, Ed, do you want to go to the Yankee game? I got seats on the third baseline, you know, that they're uh, season tickets. They're right on the third baseline, and I have an extra if you want to go. And I was like, oh, absolutely. I was like, well, who's going? He's like, me, you, OG Juan, who's one of Jay's best friends, Jay-Z, and and that's who's it gonna that's that's who it is. That's who's going. I was like, Jay's going? He was like, Yeah. I was like, okay. So I drive up to the Bronx and I park in the parking lot 
about four blocks away from the stadium. And I come out and I go down to the game and I'm sitting there at the game. And um, Jay is there and we happen to be sitting next to each other and, and we're just talking and enjoying the game and we razzing whoever the Yankees are playing, the other players on the other team, we're giving them the business. And Jay looks down at my feet and he goes, Eddie Mack, what are those? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, those, 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 those sneakers you got on, what are those? I'm like, these are Hayes Dunks. You don't have this? And he was like, nah, I ain't never seen that. That shit is hard. I got it. What do you call it? That It's a dunk. It's about, I said it's a graffiti artist named Hayes, and Nike did a collaboration with him, and this is the collaboration that they did, the Hayes dunk. He's like, that shit is hard. And we just kept, I was like, thank you, and we just kept talking and having beers and laughing, you know, joning, as some people would say, snapping, some people would say on each other. And I remember sitting there thinking, I have a sneaker this dude doesn't have. This dude is dating Beyonce. He has a Maybach outside, a Maybach, whatever you want to call it, Maybach outside, waiting for him. I have to walk four blocks to get into my car in the fall, and I got a pair of sneakers that he don't have. And from that moment on, I went hard on sneakers. And he knew that I was going hard on sneakers. And one Christmas, he had OG Juan call me, and say, hey, yo, what you doing? I said, nothing. He said, come by 4040. Jay got something for you. And I was like, okay. But Jay wasn't there. He was out of town. I think he might have been on vacation or something. And he left me all of the Air Force Ones. Thank you, OG Juan. Thank you, Jay. All of the Air Force Ones that they had out. Because me and Fat Joe was going hard trying to, thinking we could catch Clark Kent, who's a sneaker guard. I don't know why. On Air Force Ones. And, um... Thanks, Jay, man. You know, I got uh, many, many stories about just being around this dude. But I watched him, and I watched him grow. And I watched him trust his own process. I watched him when he was at the helm of Def Jam. You know, the things that he did over there and the positions that he tried to put his friends in and the positions that he tried to put himself in. Even the painful part of breaking up Rockefeller Records and moving away from Dame, who was, you know, they were like two peas in a pod. You have to trust your own process. You have to look at your life and believe in yourself and say, okay, if I take these right steps, if I do the right thing, if I work hard, if I believe wholeheartedly in myself, something can happen for me. You have to look at this, man. We're talking about his first album came out in 1996 and it's 2018 and we are still talking about him as a recording artist how many rappers do that happen does how many rappers do that happen to how many rappers have that kind of longevity how many rappers can adapt their skill set to pretty much any kind of music the way the shift changes in hip-hop can you name another rapper who's been able to stay on top of their game and have people talk about them the way we still talk about Jay-Z and make quality music and rap since 1996 when your first album dropped? Not talking about Can I Get Open, the single that you was on back before then. I'm talking about from Young Jeezy to Kanye West to Rick Ross to Maya to Horace Brown, to Justin Timberlake suit and tie, 
All of this music that this dude has put out, all of this music that Beyonce has put out over the years, why do they sell out stadiums? Because they trusted the process. Why do good things happen for them? Because they work hard. I remember we did a concert with the radio station and Beyonce was headlining the concert and I was backstage and they got this thing where they make everybody step like behind a barrier or something when she comes through because they don't want, it's not that she's an asshole. She's far from an asshole, but when she's in perform mode, she wants to go from the dressing room straight to the stage. And Jay was there. He stayed in the dressing room. She was going straight through the security coming. She saw me standing behind the barricade, and she stopped, and she said, how's Zion Summer? I could not believe that she remembered my kids. And we just chit-chatted, and then, Ed, I'll talk to you later, baby. Come in the dressing room. I'm about to hit the stage. And she went to the stage, and um, it was Powerhouse for Power 105. And I was lucky enough that my friend, who was a uh, Benz did, worked in the Manhattan, Mercedes-Benz in Manhattan, had gave me a Maybach for the day, and it had Power 105 on the front license plate and the dealer place on the back. And I'm in the dress room after the show, and we having fun, and Jay hands me a bottle of Ace of Spades back. Yeah, he was drinking Ace of Spades then. Um, we was drinking the Ace of Spades, and he was like, well, what, he was like, who's Maybach? Is that out there next to mine? I was like, that's mine. That's I have. He was like, that's yours? I was like, uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. It ain't mine. But I got it for the night. And he was like, well, we're hitting 40-40 after this, Eddie Mac. Let's show out. I was like, definitely, let's do it. And I walked out with Jay-Z and Beyonce and all their security. And I had a driver. And we got in two separate Maybachs sitting right next to each other. And I followed them out. And we went from New Jersey through Manhattan, Maybachs right behind each other. Jay's in the front. I'm right behind him in, in my Maybach. Right through the tunnel, right to the 4040 Club, pulled up, went out. That's one of the nights I felt like such a freaking superstar. Just chilling and rolling with Jay and Beyonce, two of the nicest fucking people I have ever met in my life. But you have to trust your process. And I can't say anything negative about people that have been around that long because you're listening to me, and I've been doing this since professionally since 89. So I was on the map before Jay and Beyonce. And I'm still doing it. I ain't no superstar. It wasn't in the cards for me. But people know my name and people respect me. And that's all that I can ever hope for. I'm still making a living because of hip hop since 1989. It's work. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't believe that Beyonce busts her ass every time she has to go to those rehearsal studios and prepare for a tour or prepare for a video. She do a video with totally different choreography and on tour and record. This is not this is not easy. And she's a mom. She has three children. And you have to take care of your kids and make sure that they sound and make sure that they vibrant and make sure that they know that they love Jay still drives his daughter to school he still picks her up like a normal parent would do you have to make time for all of that and be a superstar and don't have any privacy at the same 
effing time. Trust the process. Trust the process. I was talking to, uh, since I've been in Chicago, my friend Dawn and Wilbur Millhouse live here. I know Dawn since she was Dawn Hendricks before she got married for like well over 30 years. And I was over at her house. She had something. She had a um, sommelier over there, and we were drinking wine with, you know, with cheeses and trying different wines. And there was a man that was sitting next to me, and I, was, I kept looking at him. And I was like, wow, this man looks familiar. So, you know, me, I look at my phone, I'm looking at this dude, I'm like, wow, this is one of the players from the 85 Bears that won a championship. So I walked up to him and I told him, and he, we laughed, and I was like, damn, man. And I, I was like, I remember in 85, 1985, when y'all won that world championship. And that's the last time the Bears have won a world championship, Chicago Bears, was in 1985. And I was like, damn, I remember the year y'all won that championship. And he was like, well, who's your favorite team? I was like, the New York Giants. He was like, you know whose ass we kicked in the NFC Championship game that year? I was like, yeah. Y'all beat the Giants and beat the shit out of the Giants, too. If you go Google that, you Google the 85 season for the Chicago Bears, and you'll see what I mean. But my point is this. They... Never had championships. It's been a long time since uh, the Bears had won a championship. They won in 85. They haven't won since, right? Guess who won the NFL championship in 1986? The New York Giants. They could have folded after they lost in 85 in the NFC championship. They could have folded. But they believed in their team. They believed in the process and the coaching, the coaching staff the ability to get the right players in the right positions, and they won the very next year after they lost the NFC Championship game to the Chicago Bears. The very next year. So for all you out there complaining that you've been doing something for two years and three years and even five years, keep at it. And something is going to pop for you, but you have to put in the work. You got to – you want to compete because it's all competition. It's friendly competition, but it's still competition. There is an underlining tone of competitiveness that you already know goes on in hip-hop. I want to be better than this. Oh, he put that record out? Shit. I'm going to put a better record out. Run told me that when he put out Peter Pipe and he thought he had the world, and LL put out I Need Love. Crushed it. Crushed it. It's a competition between singers. They get along. They love each other, but Jill Scott is absolutely competing with Erica Badu and Alicia Keys and Beyonce and Rihanna and SZA and LMA and everybody else that's coming out, old to the new, Mariah Carey, trying to find where she is right now as far as music is concerned. She's a legend, but everybody at one point was chasing Whitney Houston, and everybody at one point was chasing Axe Pat and them how they chase Diana Ross in the Supreme. Everybody has their time. And it is going to come a time when Beyonce is going to simmer down, when she's going to be somebody that's 40 years old or 45 or 50. She's going to be there old school, and she'll go from playing stadiums and, you know, big, big places to theaters and things like that. If, if you know, 
God is gracious to her enough for her to, everything is simmers down. It's not going to stay the same. It's not going to stay the same. But if you trust in your process, you can be where you want to be. It may not be what you had planned, but it's not your plan and it's God's plan. The process is God's plan. I like that Drake record, God's plan. Because it truly is God's plan. Who knew that the kid in the wheelchair from Degrassi would become one of the biggest rap stars in the world? I'm quite sure he didn't even think that this was possible because Wayne was ruling supreme when Drake first came out. There's a lot of other rappers that was ruling supreme. I mean, I take my hat off to Jay-Z for his longevity, man, But and Nas and, and cats like that. We've been talking about Kanye for a very, very long time now. They trust in it, man. They believe in it, and they are in love with it. You have to be in love with what you're doing wholeheartedly. It has to be a joy for you to do it. If it's always a problem or a struggle, and you're going to stop because it ain't happening for you right now, maybe it wasn't meant to happen for you. Maybe something else was meant to happen for you. Maybe when your time is up, your time is up, and it's time for you to move on to doing something different. You can't keep chasing the past. You can't keep chasing rainbows. You have to understand what God's plan is for you, and when you recognize it, trust in that process that it may be time for you to shift on to doing something else. You may be more successful doing something else, but you can't be scared to go for it. You can't, you, you're looking at somebody else's life and thinking everything is peaches and cream and it's not. There's hard work that goes into it. Remember what I told you, all right? Beyonce met Latavia in 1990, ladies and gentlemen, 1990. I don't believe she stepped out on her own until like 2006. It's a long time. That is a long time, right? From girl's time to the biggest star in the world. From can I get open to 444. From reasonable doubt to 444. From the black album to 444. To, from American Gangster to 444. And he still just dropped everything is love with his wife. That's a long ass time to be in it you put your music out there, you're putting yourself out for conversation, sometimes ridicule and opinions, but they still do it. Everybody don't like every album that each of them have put out individually or collectively, but you're not going to please everybody. But if you trust in what you're doing, that's what the 76ers mean when they say trust the process. If you trust the process of what you're doing, you can be a Hall of Famer too. That's what it's about. In the beginning, I told you guys about Father's Day and my kids. I was very angry yesterday. I was talking about I'm not talking to them, but I have to heal, and I, and, and I have to have a conversation with them about not me being selfish, saying, well, I did this and I did that, so they should do this. I don't need to know what's bothering you. Why is there a disconnect here between us? And let's trust and go through the process of healing. Let's get to the bottom of this so that we can become closer. What do you think I'm not doing as a father? And I'll tell you what I think you're not doing as a daughter. And maybe we could come to some kind of a common accord. 
because I am a tough love dad and maybe we can heal this. Maybe. Maybe you just need to grow a little more. Maybe I didn't need to grow and just allow you that growth and just, you know, stop even talking about it. That's part of the process also. It's all in God's plan. Maybe we need counseling. I don't know. Maybe there's something in there that you are not telling me that I I need to know about. Maybe you feel a certain way. Maybe you think I do and I should be doing this and maybe I feel differently than you do about it, but that's something that we have to talk about. That's a, it's just not always professional. Sometimes trust in the process is personal. You know, sometimes it's extremely, extremely personal that you don't even want to talk about it. I think sometimes for me talking about it openly like this is a form of therapy for me. So sometimes you got to, you got to do these things, man. You got to you got to go through something to get somewhere. That's trust in the process. It's not always going to be everything. You got Puff who's on the Forbes list. Puff used to live around the corner from me in Hackensack, New Jersey. When I had a 300E Mercedes-Benz, Puff had a Volkswagen Cabriolet, but he trusted. And he made the right moves and he made the right business decisions and he put out the right artists and We've been through super tragedy. Super. But he managed to uh, go on. He managed to keep moving. He managed to make something out of nothing. Got to respect him for that. He lost big. He lost his number one artist he had on his label, and he still had faith and still had 112 and still had the locks and still had total. Still had Mace. Still had himself. Got his son who looks just like him. On his label now, King Combs. Got a smash record with uh, Chris Brown. Shout out to my man Kenny Smooth who played me that record in his crib in in, uh, Smyrna, Georgia. Shout out to Kenny Smooth for letting him redid Touch Me, Tease Me, the same record he did for uh, Case. Put it out. King Combs and Chris Brown. Check it out if you haven't heard it. Make sure you check out um, Everything is Love. Jay-Z and Beyonce give you some more insight into their world. But that process of getting from where you are to where you want to be is something that you have to stick to. I mean, Drake said at one time about Kobe, right? You wasn't with me when I was shooting in the gym. They were shooting in the gym. Jay and Beyonce have been shooting in the gym. Every successful person from the head of Apple to the head of Amazon been shooting in that gym by themselves at some point and trusting and believing in the process and developing and talking and learning and studying it. So many people come to me, I got this new clothing line and you have a few t-shirts with some silk print on it you you have a line of t-shirts you don't have a clothing line yet you're working towards getting a clothing line but you don't have one and a lot of the clothing lines they stop because they don't believe they 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 stop developing they stop learning they stop growing you know april walker a good friend of mine she wrote a book about it who knew that carl banks would go from 
professional football, two-time world champion with the New York Giants, to G3 clothing the starter, to running all the starter, making all the clothes for all the teams. Everybody buys starter all the time. Who knew that a linebacker who wasn't even the star player on that squad, the star player on that squad was Phil Simms and Lawrence Taylor. It was a hell of a player Carl Banks was. But LT was the star. Who's doing better now, LT or Carl? Call, buyout. Long, long way away from LT. Long ways away from Lawrence Taylor. Call is a beast, man. Good friend of mine. He trusted the process after football. He didn't get caught up. He still do the Giants games on Sundays, but he got G3 clothing. They got starter, starter. That's him. That's Carl Banks. Of the New York Giants, April Walker wrote a book. You need to pick that book up. If you're thinking about doing something with your life, it's going to be painful. And there's going to be down times. And there's going to be no money times. And there's going to be big money times. You got to trust the process. Talk to any successful artist, any successful entrepreneur about what they went through. My friend Wilbur Milhouse does a lot of business in Nigeria. I sat with him yesterday, listening to him tell me how he had a kid and was in college in the engineering program and worked delivering pizzas. So he had three full-time jobs, full-time husband and father, full-time student and in and, and engineering, no less, and a full-time job delivering pizzas. Now he sits on top of a multi-million dollar company. That's a process. That didn't happen in a year. It didn't happen in two years. It didn't happen in 10 years. He's, he had five employees. He used to work for somebody else. He started his own company. He had five, then 10, then 20, then 50, and now well over 100 employees working for him. I respect the shit out of this dude. He was talking to me about hip-hop yesterday, telling me about how much music that he caught on to Later on in life, because his nose was in the books in his family and at his job, delivering pizzas. You look at Jay and Beyonce, oh, they got this much money and they got all of that money. And damn, they just so just happened. No, it didn't just happen. Didn't happen. Didn't just happen. Since the late 80s, Jay been on that stage with Big Daddy Kane doing his thing, running around with Jazz and Hawaiian Sophie, fame, all of that. He's in the video. You can check it out for yourself. Okay? Beyonce was in Girls Time, lost on Star Search. Or did they win? I'm not quite sure. Y'all can look that up too. But they trusted in themselves and believed in themselves and trusted the process of life. I started out in a band in 1977, didn't get my break on your TV raps till 1989. Here we are in 2018, June of 2018. And I'm still doing what I love. Radio started for me on my first real radio, real, real. I mean, official, not just a weekend show Dre and I had on WBLS in New York. But 1993, Hot 97. We're talking about 2018, almost 2019. And I've been working steady pretty much with only a little bit of downtime on the radio since then. 
That's a good damn life, ain't it? I got kids that graduated college, grown kids, kids that are graduating college. My my youngest is 19 now. Oldest is 35. Love them all dearly. And it's all because I was able to do this through this music. It's all because I've always believed in God. I always say put God first. Everything else will fall into place. And believed in God and in the in the process of uh, of me doing what I need to do. Some missed opportunities are there. Yeah, that's going to happen. There ain't no big thing. It's going to happen, B. Believe that. Please believe it. Some things I fucked up. I ain't going to lie about that either. Some relationships I fucked up. But I believe in the process. I trust the process. I trust it. The, re- the, 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 the reason why most people don't lose the weight of stuff that they want to lose is because they stop. Because they, they, they stop trusting. Oh, man, I've been doing this for 10 weeks. I only lost two pounds. It's not going to take at least a year, year and a half to, to lose any significant weight and to start looking like the way you want to look unless you save your money and just go ahead and get the surgery. Another subject we could talk about. You know, if you just want to go ahead and get the surgery, that's fine too. But look, I trust the process, man, that it's, it's going to happen for you. If you want it to happen for you, it can happen for you. If you want something to happen for you, that makes you happy, you have to work your ass off to get to it. And it's not going to be easy. So stop complaining, stop bitching, stop moaning, and trust the process. Shout out to Jay-Z and Beyonce for trusting the process. Shout out to everybody that's successful for trusting the process. Shout out to my mom and dad for instilling in me trusting the process happy belated father's day to all the fathers out there taking care of their kids and busting their ass to make sure that their kids are well taken care of and trying to raise well-rounded adults god bless each and every one of y'all and thank y'all for tuning into the process man i mean end the podcast because i know you don't have to you really don't so without y'all This thing just does not exist at all for me because you listen and I appreciate you listening. And remember, man, always, ladies and gentlemen, women and children, always keep God first. God has absolutely worked miracles in my life. Keep God first and everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, to you, and about you next Monday. Be good if you can. Be good. Be careful if you can. Be careful. We should have trusted the process of putting on a condom. Until the next time, or ladies, using the IUD, all right? Until the next time we ride together, slide together, and laugh out loud together. It's Ed Lover, Krista, Kimana saying God bless each and every one of y'all. Thank y'all for tuning us in and not tuning us out. I always try to give you the good shit and not the bullshit. Rest in peace. Always to combat Jack. I love you, Jack. I know you're smiling down on heaven from me. Looking at me, man, continue to podcast the way you taught me to continue to try and be interesting every week on a podcast, even sometimes when I'm by myself and continue to try to find interesting people and interesting things to spark these Internet's minds.
God bless y'all, man. Enjoy the rest of your week. Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. Cigarsinternational.com. Program. Code. Promo. Not program. Promo. Boy, I, I fuck up sometimes. Promo code ED10OFF. ED10OFF. Come on, son. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out cigarsinternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Kimana Paulus and Krista Hayes. Recorded at Mean Street Studios in downtown Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.